Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. This job, we're a family. No, we're co-workers. We're in a store, not a Vin Diesel movie. What do you think this is, Fast and Furious 10, dollars an hour? Hate to disappoint you, but I've applied to 40 other families this week. We're not family. We're acquaintances who keep our lunch in the same fridge. Good. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, May 24th. We're here in the Classic Factory. This is family. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. What's up, fam? What's up, Tass? We got our Top Shot Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Family. 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 <laughs> the International Man of Mystery, taking it to the Max Lee Ellis. Family. 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 And friends. And uh, last, <laughs> certainly not least, super producer JD. Hello, family. There he, family. Is. there he is. Shout out to the stream team, who's also our family. Joining us live right now on YouTube. Hit that like button if you haven't already. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube if you haven't already. Comment away in the stream team and later after the show if you're one of those people that doesn't watch live. If you're one of those strange people. You don't live in the moment. They needed a nickname. You yeah. know, we got the stream team, we got the pod squad. <laughs> the follow-up family. <laughs> they come out right. a little bit later to, to see what's going down in the YouTube. We'll roll with that for yeah, now. Sure. And to all our podcast listeners, for sure, uh, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. And send in your questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. We'll hit the beach, I promise. When one of these series wraps up, possibly tonight, Lily, we'll get to that. We'll get to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, later today, though, if you're a fan of F1 racing, the Vroom Vrooms, join Trey Kirby and Graydon Gordian as they break down the Spanish GP. A dramatic race uh, on the weekend. Dramatic indeed. So these guys will have lots to talk about with that. I, I saw a bunch of Graydon tweets. <laughs> he had a lot of takes over the weekend about this race. So that's at 1 p.m. Eastern. No breaks. Just a reminder, it has its own YouTube feed. And its own podcast feed. So uh, if you are a fan of the racing, check that out. Have you been uh, listening to these guys break down these races? Yes. Yeah, it's great. Nice. It's my favorite F1 podcast out there. <laughs> is it your there only F1 podcast that you're listening to? Yes, it is. Okay, that's fine. But it's still my favorite one. Good, good. Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the shit show that was that game last night. Um, what's going on here? I mean, I asked Trey, actually, mm. on a Top Shot stream <laughs> that we did on the weekend. I said, how many consecutive nights of basketball or playoff games... Of let's say like 20, 25, 30 point victories. How many in a row would it take for you to like stop watching basketball? Yeah. A hundred? 200? Like me, be honest with me. Like let's just say every game for a hundred nights is just a 25 point blowout. You know, like yeah. when would you finally be like, you know what, I'm done with this sport? Well, I, I didn't think it would be something I would contemplate. But, uh, right. but, but maybe it is. I mean, Justin Fan had the uh, stat, the victory of margin of victory last 17 playoff games, 29, 6, 9, 25, 25, 11, 33, 28, 13, 14, 27, 9, 3, 39, 30, 35. Average margin of victory, 19.8 points, has been a total of seven clutch time minutes. Seven. Mm. Seven total minutes in how many games? 
I mean, I just listed 20, I suppose. Oh my goodness. I don't it's know. It's like three weeks. 17. Yeah. I think yeah. it was 17, 17 games. Oh, 17, was it? Yeah. Jesus. I, it said 17. I right there misread in the tweet. that. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's rough right now. Yeah. But the Celtics have tied this up. Hey, well, at least we get a pivotal game five. Yeah. That's good. It is 2-2 this series. It will be this pivotal. weird-ass yeah. series. Uh, let's break it down, though. Celtics torch the heat early here, and, and they get the 102-82 blow. Yeah. Well, look, if I say to you the flu game, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Mm-hmm. If I say the LeBron stare game, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about too, don't you? Both of those games, historically monumental in the NBA landscape. I've got another one to add. Okay. Last night's game was the My Buddy Grish game. Oh, God. Because I think <laughs> My Buddy Grish would have set the world record last night. A new world record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're, for, the, for the podcast listeners, we've got a great Usain Bolt Photoshop with My Buddy Grish's face on Bolt's head. Uh, because because I don't know if you were with him or not last I wa- night. I watched the first half, and then I said, fuck this, I'm yeah. going home. Good night. Because yeah. I called this myself. Jason uh, Jalen Brown picked up a second foul and, and checked out of the game at 6.44. Peyton Pritchard came in and I thought okay 12-1 but he's in two, he's in a little bit of foul trouble here but then they came down Tatum hit a shot and then Jason uh, Tatum hit an alley-oop from Derek White boom 5.47 to go my wife said to me like uh, who's playing tonight Celtics Heat oh, how's it going it's over it's over <laughs> called it in the hey, Grisham, Grisham called this when Derek White scored the first seven points he said game's over <laughs> so the graphic so was pretty right no, there wasn't no, it no, I mean no, I don't know no, if he's early. ever called one earlier than that but um, ultimately though Skeety you know this morning you put up uh, the thumbnail for the graphic for the show yeah and you said what did you title it you said weird, weird series. series wow look at JD's all over it yeah well I think this is actually uh, wrong I think this you shouldn't have used this one <laughs> because really oh my God, the production, what you yeah. should have done <laughs> Is actually saved yourselves an episode this week yeah. and just combine this to make it a Survivor bonus episode because I think ultimately that's what this series is going to come down to because we're ah. seeing so many injuries from both teams impacting the game. And I think last night you saw it yeah. from Jimmy Butler. Uh, now, look, again, it was a blowout, but I think Jimmy Butler wasn't looking great out mm-hmm. there for me. PJ Tucker wasn't looking great as well. He hesitated on a couple of shots there when he was out on the court. Tyler Hero didn't even play in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus Smart, uh, the same. So I think we're seeing a bit of a theme. Robert Williams has been in and out of the lineup a little bit. And I think ultimately this may be just decided by which team is healthier in game six or seven, right. if it goes that far. Uh, because really the heat, I mean, to put up a stinker like this, there has to be something more to it. And I, and I truly believe that Jimmy Butler, he, he made no excuses and, and you don't expect that from the heat or anybody. But you could just tell from looking at him that he's like, he didn't have that same sort of pop. He had what in those first two games, uh, 40 and 30, something mm-hmm. like that. He had 70 points. And since then, he has just really struggled to have that same explosiveness. So I think it's bothering him. Kyle Lowry as well, he's come back, uh, didn't look great. No one really looked great out there for the heat last night. But I just wonder if this is going to determine the series. Mm-hmm. If if it's like, hey, we just can't get our guys healthy enough to get there, out there on the floor. Because last night was uh, just, it was, and this is bad. It's a bad look for the NBA, I think, when a team, uh, no one in their starting five could hit double figures. Mm-hmm. They combined for, I think it was 18 points, their starters. Yeah. So that's really, I think, what it's going to come down to. Who in game five plays for both teams, sure. how healthy they are, and then it is. this is a monumental, pivotal game here for the uh, Boston Celtics because if they get a chance to close it out at home, they could do that very well. But if the Heat have got healthy players, maybe then the Heat can do it themselves. So we'll see. But anyway, it wasn't a great game analytically. I tried to, little, you know, sexy it up a little yeah, bit, have fantastic. some laughs. And, uh, yeah, you brought ultimate. it, man. <laughs> I mean, it was weird to see a team have one-point tests 
<laughs> after eight minutes of, bla- of basketball, playoff basketball at that. It was 18 to 1. <laughs> yeah. Like a f- pretty far into this quarter. At the very least, the first three games, the team that got down early, because it's happened the first three games even before this one, came back to make it a battle. We sure. saw in game four the that the Heat just weren't willing to do that. They weren't ready to do that. Game three, we had the Marcus Smart return, you know, coming out of the, the locker room. He looked like he was running really great in the hallway. Then when the fans saw him, he started limping again. But obviously, he is injured. <laughs> and and I think if, if we're talking injuries... I think Marcus Smart's injury is up there on the worry level as well because he showed up to the arena only 75 minutes before the game and he was still a game-time decision. But if you're showing up that close to game time, you're not playing. Mm -hmm. And Joe Varden of The Athletic saw him when he came into the arena. He talked to a a worker at the arena and then apparently the the worker turned around and said, well, he's not playing. So a bad sign, I think, that Marcus Smart may not be playing uh, for game five. Yeah, the, the Heat have a bunch of injuries, obviously, uh, with uh, Jimmy Butler not looking great. Tyler Hero's got to be back. He said he's playing in Game 5. Uh, but, you know, Butler's going to play through it. And, and so a good sign for Robert Williams coming back on the Celtics. Uh, but, you know, we'll have, a, we'll have a better Game 5. But is Robert Williams going to play in Game yeah. 5 now? I mean, this is what's yeah, going on. limping around at the end. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of this? When did you? When did you? <laughs> did you watch the whole thing? All the uh, way through to the f- end of the fourth? No. No, no, okay. no. no. Okay. Hockey was on. Oh, okay. yeah, of course. Hockey was on. Had to check out uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Okay. So, I I, I don't know. Like, what? <laughs> a, I don't mind a blowout. I really don't mind a blowout if it's like a blowout that builds throughout the night. Like mm-hmm. a 10-point game at halftime becomes a 15-point game after the third quarter. Suddenly, it's 25 in the fourth. Who cares? But these are over in like eight minutes. Mm. It's really stupid. Um, <laughs> it's honestly just stupid. But whatever. <laughs> Jimmy Butler, the only Heat starter to even take double-digit shots. Like, bam, just... What what happened? What happened? I mean, he saw Robert Williams yeah. is back and yeah. said, okay, yeah. I can't go inside anymore. That doesn't make any sense to me. Miami went 8 of 17 at the rim, 6 of 28 in the lane, and 2 of 9 from the mid-range. They kind of had to settle for the dink and dump zone because between Horford and Robert Williams, there's just always somebody at the rim. And the Heat are kind of, you know, they're a physical and a tough team, but they're not a very tall team. So they run into some problems scoring inside. I feel like the Celtics didn't even play well last night. No, and they, they didn't. won so easily. They shot 8 of 34 from 3, the Celtics did. The big deal, though, was 14 offensive rebounds for Boston. They had 60 rebounds total, only 39 total on the night for Miami. So you could tell that Boston was a little tougher last night. Also a 38 to 14 free throw advantage. Jason Huge. Tatum took more free throws uh, than the entire uh, Heat team did. Even Jimmy Butler wasn't getting in, getting to the line. So you could just tell that uh, the game plan in this one for the Celtics was we got to dominate inside. Maybe the threes will come. They didn't even really need it. Uh, so, so, yeah, I mean, I don't feel like we know anything about this series. <laughs> right, like yeah. game five, who cares? Like yeah. game four, what happened in game four feels like it has zero correlation mm. for any of the rest of the series. And that's yeah. why I'm really pissed off at the Celtics for the Game 3 egg that they laid there because they could be in it now obviously what happens in Game 3 doesn't mean it's going to happen there in Game 4 but they just came out so flat in Game Mm 3 and got punked on their home court now again Williams wasn't playing and Bam was great but they really I think may have blown themselves a chance to really put their foot on this uh, on on the throat of the Heat here now they have to win at minimum one game in Miami if they are going to win the series so there's there's a maximum of three to go two of those of course will be in Miami if it goes the distance but 
Boston might be looking back if they lose this series at just thinking how bad Game 3 was and how costly that might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that happened to them a couple times last series against the Bucks, where they gave away Game 3 and Game 5. So, you know, they've got, I think, a, a lot of mental fortitude going forward. We know the Heat have that as well. I think what the Heat have going for them is that Jimmy Butler, he's going to play. There's no way he's sitting out. And the Heat or the Celtics were dropping back and giving him plenty of space in the mid range. They were protecting the rim really well. Al Horford was a, a beast last night, mm-hmm. uh, so the Celtics got to be pretty pumped uh, watching him have four blocks. But Jimmy, if he's if he's on the floor, he's going to have shots. If they if they play pick and roll, they're going to take away the rim. He's going to have space. He should be able to just knock down jumper after jumper. And I'm going to go through the guys that have some hope for them because. I don't know if you can count on Bam, uh, but if Tyler Hero is playing, like he says he's going to play, I think you can count on him uh, to give a lift, which the Heat obviously needed here. In uh, you know they they need him desperately just to come off the bench and hit some shots. Like in Game One, uh, he came and saved the day, and they needed him to save the day in this one. That didn't happen. So I think Butler and Hero, and then Oladipo is a great sign for him. He was obviously the best Miami Heat player on the floor. You know, dropping twenty three in this game. So the injuries are piled up there for the Miami Heat. You know, Lowry, who the heck knows what happens with him. But they have a, a, a three guards there that I'm giving a little bit of hope for. you got to have a little hope for in this series. We just got to have some hope that the, the Heat are going to score. And those three, I think, give me a little bit of hope that they'll, they'll keep up with the Celtics in Game 5. It was nice to know that uh, Jason Tatum's reputation is still intact. <laughs> Remember NBA.com was worried? Yeah. Well, he went one for seven, though, from three. So uh, I'm not sure. I thought he was... Know. Pretty important here with that yeah. lead. 31 points overall, eight boards, five assists. Trey said, like, living at the free throw line, too. Mm. I mean, right from the jump, he was like, we got... There was a sense of urgency, of course, yeah. to the Celtics on the boards, taking care of the ball. Yes. Remember game three? What yes. was it, 23 turnovers? Yep. He only had nine in game four. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of this turns into garbage time. You can sort of throw it out. But, yeah, they did a much, much better job holding on to the ball. And then Derek White, back to him, you know, filling in for Marcus Smart. We said it before. You can tell within the first 30 seconds what type of Derek White game you're getting. And the guy scored the games for seven points, finished with 13, 8, and 6. So, you know, filling in nicely there for Smart. And then Robert Williams, yeah. what This BAM part is fascinating. I mean, Time Lord, great, 12 and 9. You know, just such a menace on the defensive end. He really is at times, he feels everywhere. It's mm. like, whoa, he was over there and suddenly he's blocking a shot or at yeah. least challenging a shot, which feels like 10 feet away. The guy just makes up so much, uh, can cover so much ground in a... In a blink of an eye but yeah bam wow what like what's his excuse i know tucker's banged up lowry's banged up butler's banged up hell Struce and vincent i think were on the uh on the injury report before this game i don't remember bam's name there so why the complete no show here and it's it's probably not coincidental that it does seem to when when time lord is playing you hear less and less of bam what's going on there I mean, it has to just be a mental thing, I guess, because Robert Williams is great, but he's young and he is a little bit foul prone at times. And Bam should be dominating in that matchup, especially after what we saw in game three. He needs, and again, I know Robert Williams is there, but Bam needs to be way more aggressive and assertive and putting pressure on Williams because he's been in and out of the lineup as well. So his health to me is probably somewhere between 80 and 90%. He's carrying something. I mean, most guys are, are banged up yeah. to a point at this, uh, this part of the season. But when Jimmy is clearly down and PJ was struggling like that, Bam, this should be his team. I mean, he's been an all-star in the past. He needs to at least be able to follow up a performance that he had there in Game 3 because Jason Tatum's follow-up games after a loss, he's averaging like 32 a game. So he was right at that sort of 
bounce back mark there last night. So we'll see now because as, as Trey says there, who knows what's going to happen in right. game. The Heat could win by 25. The Celtics could win by 25. And even then, we still wouldn't know who's going to close the series out uh, in six games after that. But I would be extremely disappointed if I was the Heat in, in Bam's performance last night. It sounded to me that Tyler Hero wanted to play last night, but Spolstra and the front office sort of said, no, we got to make sure your health is okay here. So I would say, based on that, that Hero is, is uh, very likely to play again in game five. Yeah, he said he's five. playing. Yeah, yeah, I think he's basically a lock at this point for game five. What were you going to say there, TK? I would say play Duncan Robinson some more. I don't know why. We say it all the time. He went four of eight from three. He When he plays, Bam is better. Uh, him and Bam have a real nice connection. The space there gives uh, Bam a little bit more uh, room to work on the inside. I think we're just seeing, like, Bam is not Giannis Antetokounmpo. Because Al Horford is guarding Bam on most of this. Mm-hmm. But then he's got to yeah. contend with Williams waiting for him sure. at the rim there. But there are also possessions where it's like Derek White is switched onto Bam in the post. And White is ripping the ball from him yeah. and going the other way. So I think it was just as much mindset stuff uh, for Bam as it was scheme stuff but that's got to be a problem Mm. so i don't know williams was great though boston went 12 of 18 at the rim and he was just standing there the entire time the heat uh the celtics would break down whatever the heat were trying to do on defense whether it would be playing man or a zone quite a bit and williams is just standing right there for the alley-oop you can tell having a little bit of athleticism certainly matters against a guy like pj tucker they just kept throwing a lob to him nobody else can jump yeah they're 2-0 when robert williams plays and he yeah he does a great job of just being around the room, it's totally true. So we just talk about his defense, but he's a monster on the offensive end because he just makes the the spacing, uh, you know, that more diff- that much more difficult to guard. And I, and I think Al was Al was huge in this one. If you just watched Al Horford, he had a tiny, you know, a, a minuscule five points, but he was all over Bam, all over him. He was the guy guarding him. He guarded him on seventeen possessions and he allowed zero points. And uh, he was, uh, you know, every time he plays. Bam, uh, he, yeah, he just, he kind he kind of shuts him shuts down. Him I down. think I think Al's Al's the key there, and then Robert Williams needs to be behind. So, yeah, the Celtics got to be pretty pumped. Uh, I think if if they they seem somewhat healthy, uh, other than Marcus Smart, um, so they've got to be pretty pretty positive going into Game Five. So pivotal Game Five on Wednesday <laughs> night. I think we should start a petition today for the league to change the game though, to let's say Thursday. For two reasons. One, these, these teams are so banged up. Give them an extra day's rest. Right. All right? The other series, the Western Conference Finals, again, we'll get to it. That could wrap up tonight. That opens up a slot there on the Thursday night. And then there's like three hours of Survivor on mm. on Wednesday night. Like, this is a win-win for everybody here. Let us really focus on Survivor on Wednesday night. Move this game to Thursday. Trey, I see you nodding away. This is a no-brainer. 100%. Yeah. I'm, I do think part of the reason that we have so many blowouts is that we're on an every-other-night schedule. Hmm. That's, I mean... That's I don't know. It just seems strange that that's kind of the case in the in the conference finals at this point. And then obviously the, uh, the everybody being in and out of the lineup. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of it has to affect the players to find out like oh we're missing one of our top six guys five minutes before the tip off. So I don't know. I'm not too worried about watching Survivor on Wednesday though because this game will be over at halftime, <laughs> so you'll be able to tap, tap into <laughs> true. the final tribal console no problem. <laughs> so it'll be yeah. over in 12 minutes tops. Yep. Uh, the way it's been going, yeah. No, neither team can just establish any sort of like consistency from no. game to game, which is the weird part here. No, and uh, I, I said in the last series, maybe they should play it in a neutral venue, Game 5, sure. so that there's no home court. So they can, one will go up by 30 points and then the other team will come back in the second half at 30 I, points. I want to know where all the like conspiracy theorists are that always say the officials, you know, <laughs> yeah. Scott Foster's in to extend a yeah. series and all that. 
But why aren't these officials giving us close games then? Yeah, well, let's see. This ain't good. This ain't not good product, like you're saying. So Sounds the officials... like uh, the officials are throwing you off the scent skis. Oh, you think so? Yes. Wow, interesting. Yes. Wow. They should be giving us close games. Yeah. That's a lot easier than worrying about a whole series focused on the game. But yeah. Yeah. No, look, it's tough. It is tough uh, when there's 44 minutes of garbage time in a game. I mean, that's that's what it felt like. In that, Especially at the start of the second quarter there, it was like, okay, come on, make a push, get something going yeah. here. And there was nothing. And it was like, Ugh. and usually people in their tweets are saying like, I wonder if Spolstra decides to pull these starters and there's like three minutes to go in the first half. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yeah, but, <laughs> what? but because of the schedule and stuff like that. Yeah, but the, I think everybody heard already. Largely the same though, every year like this. Uh, conference oh, yeah. finals, well, I should. Sure. Yeah, you know. definitely. But so, maybe it shouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I guess uh, I guess there's something to consider, but it's uh, probably locked in for broadcasting and media reasons like that, mm-hmm. so they can't do much with it. But uh, yeah, maybe adding a day for the travel days uh, uh, of, like the of rest makes yeah. makes somewhat sense. I mean, in 2020, everybody said this is the best basketball we've ever seen in the bubble because they didn't have to travel, uh, and the schedule is virtually the same as it is now. So if you added a little bit of rest for the travel days, uh, I think that sort of makes sense, uh, you know, to to let these guys recover because they didn't have to in the bubble, and the bubble was perfect, right? And I think uh, you know, Jimmy... even before that, though, I'm pretty sure the schedule was just you know night on night off for uh, conference finals. Anyway, I know for the finals it drags out; they drag it out for nearly three yeah, weeks. The schedule seven. Yeah, games. I'm not yeah. saying the schedule is different. The schedule has no. been the same. Uh, but yeah, Jimmy, I think, talking about the bubble, I think he'll come back uh, in game five. He just can't have well, yeah, I, I agree three, that three stinkers in a row. He's not going to miss it, but uh, you just wonder how ba- much that needs. Because he misses, what, 20-odd games a season? Yeah. Some he of that time is... in the Hawks series. Yeah. He missed time in the last series. Yeah. He missed time now. Yeah. I think it's a serious... I mean, it's obviously a real problem. You can see him limping around out there. Yeah. So he'll play, but will he be able to control the games? Because that's been what Butler has been the best at for the Heat, is like when he's playing and when he's playing at his best... Jimmy Butler is controlling basically everything on yeah. every side of the court for Miami. So if he's not able to have that kind of impact, somebody else has to. It was Bam in Game Three. Like I feel like we didn't see nearly as much Bam playing point guard no. for the Heat last no. night, and we saw that a ton in Game Three when Butler was sitting out when Lowry was coming back. So somebody has to be able to put their imprint on the game. It's usually Jimmy, but if he's going to be hobbled a little bit, somebody else has to step up. Mm-hmm. Any random notes from a Game Four blowout? That you guys wrote down. You got anything? Well, I saw a big baby in the crowd there. Yes. Uh, yes. And but it was too quick though. He was scoffing some popcorn in there. <laughs> couldn't quite. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't quite get a good uh, look at it because there was the game recently where he was in the wrong seats. Oh yes, know. right. I forgot uh, about that. So uh, so yeah. So big baby's back. Former Beantown boy, former champ. I think they uh, they put that up in their yeah. 2008 champ. He had that great photo with the Larry O'Brien trophy. Oh, yeah, the George Costanza yeah, yeah, photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good note. Uh, good random note. Uh, well, That's what like, I'm looking for I guess, I guess we had the Pistons there. Kate Cunningham was there. Yeah. Killian Hayes, Dwayne Casey was there. And there was one other. Do we know the reason? Is it just to like get the vibes I of a, a conference so, yeah. finals? A high stakes blowout yeah. performance? Get a, get a, get a exactly. Get a, hey, this is what it's going to feel like when we're down 25 in the conference finals. That's what like we're the eight Yeah, seed. work hard and you can get blown out yeah, by okay. 30. So. I like that though. It's a nice touch there from yep. Casey trying to get the young guys there. Okay. Anything else, guys? On this side of the table, any hockey notes? Hell, throw them in if we got them. <laughs> Great second period between the uh, St. Louis Blues and Colorado Avalanche. Good. Yeah, Good the, the, the Avs scored four goals in five minutes, and then the Blues scored two power play goals in three minutes. Jesus. it's a lot of goals. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of goals. A lot of goals in the second period. Great. Not so much 
in the Florida Panthers versus Tampa Bay Lightning series. Oh, yeah. mm. <laughs> it's over, eh? Andre Vasilevsky. A brick wall. Wow. Yeah. This guy's the difference right now. Yeah. Jonathan Quick-esque, they're saying, oh, the way he's taking over here. Uh, yeah. That can win you a cup. That kid's already won them two cups. That's true. <laughs> they're looking like a three-peat here. That'd be the weirdest three-peat in sports. Like, I, does, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. You could, I don't know. It feels like you could go out onto the street and ask people, like, hey, who's the, <laughs> who's won the last two cups? <laughs> like, I don't know. How they many people are going to say the Tampa, Bay, say Lightning, the Tampa Bay Lightning? I don't, think. I don't yeah. think that many are. And that was a Florida-Tampa rivalry series. Nobody cares. <laughs> a lot of rivalries right now. Florida fight. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was the number one seed. Florida led the league in goals. Yeah. Shut them down. Most no, ever, shot. wasn't it? Didn't they score the most goals ever in a season? Florida Panthers? <laughs> I don't know. They scored over four They scored a ton. Yeah, I think they did, actually. Um, any other any other hoops notes or anything? <laughs> hey, what do you think about the officiating? Like, I know I see hey. some people are pissed <laughs> off by that. You know, I don't know. You don't know? I, no, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> they were mad at the officiating in a 30-point <laughs> yeah, They're mad at the idea that the Celtics over the last two games have taken, uh, I don't know, I have in front of me like 40 more free throws. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you can make an argument for the Heat should have taken more free throws last night. Sure. No. Um, maybe game maybe game three. Yeah, that, game three was a strange game with blowout turning into another blowout the other way and end up with a close game. But, I mean, literally, how can you say anything about the officials right, in they, a 40-point they game? It, it's just looking at the final box score and saying, way too well, that team that. has more than the other team. That's all it is. It's an observation on the box score. It's not an observation on the game. Mm. It's pretty well lame. What else is it? It's it's unfortunate, really. Who wants to? Uh, wow, I can look at a box score too and see that one team had more <laughs> more free throws than the other. It has nothing to do with the actual basketball game because one I'm, team. I'm laughing because I just saw you looking at a box score. That was really funny. <laughs> not about the fouls. <laughs> there it is. Here's a box score. How many fouls did they have? What was the difference in the end? You got it there, right there. How many of the Celtics? Shoot free throws. Thirty-eight versus fourteen, so twenty-four. Okay. So it's a it's a, a drastic difference, but uh, you yeah, obviously one team was more aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And Jimmy Butler is not playing a lot. Jimmy Butler yeah. is hobbled. That's how the Heat take a lot of free throws. Yeah, that's true. That guy lives at the line. He yeah. took eighteen in game one. He's yeah. taken ten since. Mm. They don't have other guys that do, that get to the free throw line, and and even their you know the guy who creates other than Jimmy Butler wasn't in the game, and Tyler Hero. So that was. That was a big factor, obviously, last night. Uh, the Tyler Hero absence, big, big, big. And yeah, the, you could see from the be- beginning of the game, Derek White, who a guy who isn't necessarily aggressive, had his best game, to me, of the postseason, but obviously of this series. He had his first three of the series. So that's a, a to yeah. me, that's a bit of a worry for the, the Celtics going forward. Marcus Smart's not there. Uh, Derek White, can you count on this game in and game out? I think this was sort of a special game for Derek White. He, the just, baby he looked like a different, yeah, he looked like a different <laughs> guy. I uh, thought Derek White had like this awesome game too. But all he did was have an awesome first quarter. Yeah, it was did. really just the first quarter in this game. He scored 10 points, went 4 of 8 from the field, had an assist, a couple of steals. He didn't make a shot after the first quarter. <laughs> That's how dumb this game was. <laughs> he was like the star of the game. I was like, man, what an awesome game for Derek White to do this right after his son was born. And he shot like four for 13. <laughs> well, game four was just <laughs> one crazy. quarter, though. I mean, really. It was one end. quarter. Yeah. Uh, one last note for you, Skeets. This one comes from Stat Muse, who points out that Max Struess went for zero, 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 and zero in 15-plus minutes wow. played. First time that that's happened in the last three playoffs. Went for a Tony Snell last night. Yeah. Right there. I saw you retweet it with a Min Struess. Nailed it. How about this one? 
Max Grizz. Ah, Is that yeah. a gross? Say it with Max. a funny accent? <laughs> you, you tweet that. <laughs> well, I did it because you got to say it. I saved it for the podcast. Well, what about, you? can you still do like uh, voice tweets? Yeah. You know? Mm. Oh, you want me to, oh, yeah. You tweet it with a voice tweet. No, that sounds good. Max Grizz. <laughs> well, yeah. well, it's interesting, uh, getting back to the Derek White baby bump. Yeah. Quiet, 13, 8, and 6. He really didn't score after the first game. Uh, after the first quarter, but he was a threat out there, and that's what they need from him. Uh, so can he keep that up going forward? I think the interesting part was that he named his baby the same name as Robert Williams named his baby. Hmm. Hendrix. Good name. Teammates. Same baby name. He just said, I like the name. Wow. Is that, is, that, uh, is that legal? Can you do that? <laughs> I don't know. Seems like a bit of a <laughs> How do you feel about that? If I suddenly foul. had a girl, I'm like, I love the name Zoe. I'm going to take it, Tess. That's that's a It's like yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like on one hand, it's like that's great because you think it's a good name too, and that's why we named our child that. But then it's on the other hand, it's like well, that's just making things confusing. Oh, it's Zoe's birthday. Hey, it's Zoe's birthday coming up. Okay. And then you got to be like, well, which one? Yeah. Who? Well, we did yeah. that to our friends Ken and March. They wanted Noah. We said Noah Way. <laughs> that's our name. That's see. That Get name? pregnant earlier. I asses. agree with that. I think that's the right take on this. But well, I you can just spell so it differently guys... though. So you know, <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean. You yeah. could. I, I, I wouldn't ask permission if I could name my own child. If uh... So, Trey, you have no problem if Trey's going to have a third child, he's going to have a boy, and he's like, I'm going Oscar. <laughs> I'm not really going to stomp in there and say, but listen, are you gonna guys. you going to feel a certain way about it? No. Okay. I'm just curious. I mean, because it's like, again, when it's my own child, the, the people who made the decision for our child were me and my wife, and I didn't say to anybody, Mind if we go with a Sebastian, uh, Oscar? What about? Oh, that? but come on! When you're coming up with names, you're definitely doing the part where, like, uh, I know, a, I know a Frank. I hate Franks. I can't. We're not going Frank. You know what I mean? Like, there's that. Honestly, no. Oh wow. Well, we, we, you, I'm, I can't. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to stop there. We'll just get into an argument. But, but uh, <laughs> I mean, just yeah. No. When we, when when we were having a child, I wasn't like we should consult to see who's okay with this name. We wanted. But people do, is what I'm saying. Oh, well, it happened in my family do, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, my sister is Mackenzie. And my, like, my uncle-in-law, a little bit extended, they were having a little baby girl, and they're like, would you be okay if we named our kid Mackenzie, our baby Mackenzie? We're like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, you know, you live a little bit away. We're here in Illinois. It will be nice to have two Mackenzies in the family. <laughs> sure. They ended up moving to the same town that we lived in. Oh. Big Kenzie, little Kenzie. That's <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, but they consulted. They consulted. <laughs> they consulted. They asked. We said, "Go for it. We'll never have to deal with this being a problem ever." And then we lived in the same city of mm. you know five thousand people for five years at a time, and it was not a problem at all. Here's what I think happened: is that Derek White and his partner must have found out they were having a boy before he was traded to the Celtics. They're like, "We're naming this kid Hendrix, uh, no matter what." Then they got traded to the Celtics. There was already a Hendrix there. Oh, we got two Hendrixes. Right. And some guitars. What yeah. if he went? I mean, if he went Deuce, he should have went straight up Deuce. <laughs> See, he can't do. I think Tatum would have shut that. Down. I think yeah. so too. Is my <laughs> point. That's the funny part. It depends on the name a little bit. Mm. You know, if it's like a really unique name that you don't hear all that often, then maybe you're like, I don't know. I just had one of those. No, it's like uh, but if it's a Kelly episode. or a Mike, yeah. of course you're not going to consult that. Like yeah. seven. <laughs> yeah. Remember yeah. George yeah, Costanza? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he didn't want those other people calling their child seven. Yeah. But he didn't have one yet as well. So you can't reserve a name. No, right, you right. You can't reserve a game. Right, right. <laughs> right, all right. There should be a different name for every baby born yeah. in the U.S. <laughs> How many babies are born like in the U.S.? Social every, insurance number. There should be, whatever it is, 10 million babies, 10 million different names. That's it. 
to spell it differently. You got to get bit. in first. Be, yeah. You got to have a baby January first if you want to choose. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it resets every year. Yeah, I like okay, that. yeah. Okay. Who's uh, this year's Harley? Okay, that's a great idea. Okay, let's take our first break. I think it's a good time to do that. When we come back, we'll talk about the wolves getting their guy. And I got some weird trivia for you guys. And Lee's got tweet of the night, so we'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I gotta cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation? Perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. All right, back here in the Classic Factory. If you're joining us in the stream team right now, live on YouTube, we're having some issues. I think it's YouTube. Just always blame YouTube. I guess we were lagging. We were a little choppy there. JD, you did Chopping a quick it. reboot or something during the ad break? Yeah, I rebooted. I'm going to blame us on this. It's not. I don't think it was YouTube. I think it was us this time. Well, not me. Huh. Well, not me. I mean, it's oh, this thing. You? Yeah, well, I Lee? just... <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, you do, Lee? Would you kick yeah. by accident? Well, I kick the sign here a lot of the time, but I don't no, think that maybe, maybe that triggered yeah. it. Yeah. It was all your skits and bits yeah, all well, the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. the system. Sorry, too many know. photos. <laughs> I overloaded JD this morning. You know, I was like, all right, you know. All right, so uh, maybe if you are in the stream team and it's still not working, maybe hit a little refresh because I think we are back uh, and uh, hopefully we are uh, live here. Got some news. Bit of a follow-up to something we were talking about yesterday because it's official now. According to The Athletic, a fine website, the Minnesota Timberwolves have agreed to a five-year, $40 million contract with Denver Nuggets president Tim Connolly to lead basketball operations. He will also have an ownership stake as part of his new contract. 
Tim Connolly getting paid here, Tass, to uh, to go to Minnesota. But yeah, what do you think? It's an ownership kicker, right? Like he can so. it can be triggered, uh, yeah. depending on some achievements or whatever. But they've done that before. The late Flip Saunders had a piece of the ownership, so the Minnesota Timberwolves, yeah, ready to pay someone. Tim Connolly eight mil per year here. That's up in the into the RC Buford, Bob Myers sort of realm. Not quite into the Pat Riley realm, but that's uh. That's a huge, huge level uh, for Tim Connolly and Double the fam. Double salary, I believe. Exactly, in yeah. Denver there. And so, yeah, Alex Rodriguez, Mark Laurie, they come in and say, hey, we, we want to get somebody uh, that, that has a, a big name, a track record, and Tim Connolly has that. And uh, it's, it's interesting that... You know, Alex Rodriguez, Mark Lawyer are still the minority owners in the transition here because Glenn Taylor is still the majority owner but will overtake it. At some point, Tim Connolly met with, yeah, A-Rod, Mark Laurie, they also met with Glenn Taylor for a very long time. They got a feel for him at his house. They got a feel for the family and, and each other there. So they have to meet everybody, but they're uh, willing to yeah, pay up, pony up for uh, a name that is going to take control of the front office, but they're not cutting costs elsewhere. Sachin Gupta, who is running the front office, likely still going to be there. They're adding to the front office staff. So Great sign for the Minnesota Timberwolves, a team that you wouldn't necessarily think of as a team that's willing to pony up for a front office member to to lead in this way at $8 million, you know, plus a, an ownership possibility. That's a huge dollar figure. So congrats to uh, Tim Connolly and his fam. This is a nice-looking combo here in Minnesota when you think of a creative coach and, mm-hmm. and Chris Finch. you got a creative GM in Connolly who de- definitely has a knack for finding talent uh, in the draft and putting together a roster. You like what's going on here in Minnesota? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, if you put up this sort of money and you make these aggressive moves, it certainly sends a message like we are really going to invest in the team. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what fans want to see. They I don't want to see a front office or an ownership that sort of cheaps out and always trying to cut corners. Instead, they're saying, proven track record, we want this guy. We're going to give him a big fat contract because we believe in him. The ownership stake is fascinating because if other GMs start seeing that as a potential uh, you know, bonus in your contract, everyone's going to start asking for that when they uh, go for their jobs and things like that. So uh, that's huge. But yeah, you have to feel that this was a pretty good season overall here for the Minnesota Timbers. Maybe didn't end quite the way they would have liked it, but I think Carl Anthony Towns really did grow most of this season. Anthony Edwards, I think he's a virtual lock for the All-Star game in the next year or two based mm-hmm. on his growth. D'Angelo Russell, yeah, there's still some up and down there. <laughs> but overall, this was a Chris Finch has proved to be a pretty good coach. So, I think they are moving in the right direction here at Minnesota, and now Tim Connolly, if he can come in and have that same sort of uh, impact that he had in Denver, then you can see in the next three or four years here, things could uh, Minnesota could go from a fringe playoff team to a legit contender. Mm-hmm. Trey, anything to add? I just think this is awesome by the Timberwolves to have a need and to say, here's what we're going to do. We're looking for a top five guy. I don't know that I necessarily knew that Tim Connolly was a top five GM. Nonetheless, they paid a ton for it through inequity. Like Lee's saying, that sends a message to every other player and agent out there. We're a team that we want to be taken seriously now. We're on the upswing uh, with our talent, and then obviously things are changing uh, with regards to the ownership and the front office as well. So, I mean, to me, like this kind of puts the nuggets where the Timberwolves are. You're like, you're not paying for your GM, the guy who built your team again. You know, that's exactly what happened with Musai Ujiri back in the day. He built uh, that super fast Nuggets team. I think they had like a 60-win season at some point, and then he was gone to the Raptors. Same thing here. This is the best Nuggets team in quite some time since probably Carmelo Anthony was around. And now they have a new voice in charge who's going to have to figure some things out. They'll 
and hit the ground running. They say it's going to be Calvin Booth kind of stepping up yeah. uh, from the number two spot. But between Jokic getting a super max extension, uh, Bryn Forbes, Campazzo, and Rivers are all free agents. Barton, Green, and Green have one year left on their deals. They've got their core there in Porter, Murray, and Jokic. But they got to figure out everything else around it, and they got to do it basically right away. So that's one thing I'll be watching with regards to the Nuggets is what happens with the Jokic extension? Does he sign it right away? Does he say, I'll play out this season, and we can talk about it afterwards? That's uh, that's on my mind for sure right mm-hmm. now. Especially as a Bulls fan, uh, <laughs> hoping... Uh, Who's their GM? Trying yeah. to get uh, Jokic mm. to Chicago. Uh, mm. Kurnishevich. Where was he from? Yeah, Denver. Mm. That's crazy, man. Office. That's yeah, crazy. I think there's a Who connection there. Hmm, interesting. Uh, any other thoughts on front office moves there we talked about it a lot yesterday's show it just became official there and i uh encourage you to go to theathletic.com slash no dunks get yourself a subscription and read a great report from uh who was it uh krasinski and yep, uh Shams. Sharanya breaking this down all of the uh, details about Connolly going to minnesota all right i didn't know this was a thing or i think i did but i always forget about it uh yesterday celtics guard marcus smart was named the winner of the 2021-22 nba hustle award he becomes the first two-time winner of the Hustle Award, which rewards players that do the little things that don't often show up in the traditional box score. Sounds like Al Horford here, Tess. Uh, hustle stats include deflections, mm. loose balls recovered, charges drawn, screen assists, mm. contested shots, and box outs. True sicko shit box here. Box outs, Okay, huh? yeah. So, congrats to Marcus Smart. I asked you guys... Yesterday, jumped in Slack. I said, hey, whatever you do, don't read the NBA.com press release about Smart winning the Hustle Award because I want to do some trivia on the three of you guys okay. here, okay? Uh, I don't know. You guys might knock this out of the park. Yeah. There are four... Are you going to ask us if Trey Kirby boxed out, guys? And no, his, no, his no, no, no. There are four other winners, tasks of the NBA Hustle Award, okay? Smart's done it twice. It's right. only been around six years. Right. Uh, can you name them? And I'll give you some <laughs> hints, but I mean... Have a go at it. Well, I mean, Kyle Lowry must be... No, no. That's a good guess. You you think Lowry maybe finished top three in the Hustle Awards. I don't know. Go Bear? No. Oh, come on. Box off and screen assist. No Bear. No Bear. Contested shots. You'd think he'd be up there, too. Yeah. Are we going big or small? Uh, We got a bit of both. We Mm -hmm. got a bit of both. Um, The first guy was in the news recently... I mean, he was all over the news. He was literally on every news program. When Patrick Beverly. Patrick oh, yeah, Beverly yeah, was the first yeah. Hustle Award winner back in 2016-17. Uh, okay. Okay, so who's a guy in the same sort of mold like that? Well, well... PJ uh, Tucker. Uh, no, Tucker... That's a good one. We actually have a bunch of bigs now. So Beverly was really the only, you know, guard. Um, Taj Gibson. No, no, that's a really good guess. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Two of these guys played for the Raptors. Did they win it on the Raptors? <laughs> Is that I don't that believe they did. Uh, no, they did not. That, that's great. That's great. Marcus Sol? No, no. You said we're off the, off the. Limits. One guy played for the Bulls and the Raptors, and he won it on Chicago. James Johnson, though. And it happened last year, so nobody remembers. It happened last year. The Bulls had a hustler out there. <laughs> yeah, they did. They sure did. Ryan Archie Diacono. No. Is no, he still played. on the Bulls? He's on the Raptors. He's on the Raptors now. Uh, <laughs> not Matt Thomas. Thomas. That went the other no, direction. No, not Matt. 
about that. This guy was once on a a graphic that took uh, the internet by storm. Oh, Thaddeus, Thaddeus Young yeah. won That's it last right. year. Yeah. He had a lot of deflections he, for the Bulls. Thaddeus wow. Young won it last year. Okay, <laughs> you got two more bigs. Now, one of them played for the Raptors, but didn't win it with the Raps. Bebe Nukera. No, but he's a, this guy was a, a very popular Raptors player, for sure. Tassel. Amir Johnson. There you go. Oh, wow. Amir Johnson. <laughs> wow. A good one. Yeah, he that won the second one. one. And then final one. 2019-20, uh, he's no longer on the team you won it with. He's, uh, he's changed conferences. Um, he's a hustle guy. He's a sixth-man guy, but he's a big... I thought you were going to say he's no longer with us. No, no, no. no he's, he's still he's with us. He's still alive. Man. Yeah, that's, see, that's the interesting part. He's a big yeah. that's always in the sixth... He's one sixth-man, I think, of the year, actually. Excuse me. I think so. <laughs> uh, sort of, I guess, a little surprised... That he won this? He went box from outs? The His box outs must have been. The Actually, this guy, I think, is notoriously bad at boxing out. Tristan Thompson. Montrez no. Harrell. Montrez nice. Harrell! Wow. <laughs> nice pull. Isn't that the, the rap on him? Like, he's not the greatest at, like, yeah. getting a body on bigs? I yeah, swear he to God. just gets the ball. Yeah, anyway. Uh, so, the, in order, started with Beverly, Amir Johnson, Marcus Smart, Montrez Harrell, Thaddeus Young, and then Marcus Smart going uh, for the second Second win here. Wow, Marcus Mark cleaning up this year, the awards. That's right. Yeah. When you said he'd won it twice, I thought you were going to say that he won it this year and last year, and the award has been around for yeah, two yeah, years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, nope. no, no. I actually... This one has a long history. We did uh, We did bring up the Hustle Award last year. We talked about Thaddeus <laughs> Young winning on one of these podcasts. So is it so a cool. purely statistical, like, the point you accumulate? You I know? mean, it's through NBA.com because of the, like, the Hustle, right. you know, yeah, yeah, box I know. scores yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. that they track and everything, yeah. but I don't know if they have like an algorithm for it or if somebody mm. votes on it. Schumann, I don't know. Schumann just maybe uh, Schumann just decides. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. He gets all the uh, all the uh, <laughs> he, you know categories lined up. Oh, there. he's got his Excel Drops sheets. Down. and stuff. Yeah, he yeah. Just crunches the numbers. Yeah. Do you guys want to try and name the other finishers for this year? <laughs> How many others? <laughs> Who else hustled hard this There's, year? There's uh, the four finish. other names that uh, hustled, four other hustled hard. Uh, two, uh, two are Caruso. On the, no, two are on the box. I'll give you that. Just make this a little quick. Drew Wesley Holiday. Matthews. No Grayson one. Allen. No. Javon Carter. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys named almost everyone. Giannis. No. Oh. Uh, Bobby P. Bobby P. Bob, fourth. Okay, he, he finished hard, fourth. Yeah. And then uh, this guy also hustles hard. Pat Connaughton. There you go. He's second. Ah. He finished second. Okay, then you got a Nets player and you got a Pistons player. Bruce Brown. Nice. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, and then uh, you got a big... Isaiah Stewart. There we go. Huh. Nice. Yeah, there yeah, you yeah. Go. Box us. Yep. <laughs> there it is. And they said we couldn't give you five minutes. Maybe ten minutes. I don't know if I wasn't keeping track. Are we lagging still on the uh, Hustle Award? Okay, great stuff, guys. Um, let's talk a little bit about Western Conference Game 4 tonight. What are you watching for in Game 4 uh, between the Warriors and Mavericks? Uh, gentlemen sweep on the horizon, or is this a straight sweep? Shout out to Lee Ellis and the Southern Lawyer. I do declare the Dallas Mavericks are at the Last Chance Saloon. <laughs> Haven't heard about the Last Chance Saloon in a while, but the Mavs have got to be ready to shoot some some three-pointers tonight. they got to make them. They're 33% on the series. Game 1, 11 for 48. Game 2, 21 for 45. But 15 of those came in the first half. Game 3, 13 of 45. So basically, they've shot the ball well for one half, and they've got to be kicking themselves for losing that game, too. Like, this could be... This could be a crucial game four tonight because you had a great performance from Doncic. You had a great performance from Brunson. You actually made some threes. 
that was the one to steal on the road for sure. But they got to make some tonight. If they hit 20 plus threes, they got a chance. As for the Warriors, they've just got to bring the effort. So that's what I'm watching for. They stunk it up in game five versus Memphis with a chance to eliminate them on the road. Yeah. Lost by 40. Easily their worst effort of the playoffs. But right now, the Warriors are so close to the finals that they can smell it. So I assume they'll at least give a full effort tonight, and it's just on the Mavs to play their best game to try and survive in this one. And the Warriors could have swept the Nuggets in the first round too, but lost uh, game four in Denver, 126-121. You can try a big game, but then they went back to the Bay and took care of business in five. Does that happen again here in the yeah, conference finals? I don't think so. I know people yeah, look at the Memphis blowout, look at that Nuggets situation and say, well, the Warriors are going to do that again. I don't think so. Really? I think they're going to get this done. I think uh, Lucas had two 40-point performances in three games. You're going to ask him to do it again. That's a lot. Uh, and, and I feel like, yeah, the Mavs are extremely deflated. That game two really hurt. They should have won that game. They had seven more threes than the Warriors, a 40, 30, and 20-point game from three of their guys. Uh, and I think the Warriors, yeah, they won't lay an egg like they did against the Grizzlies. They're, uh, they're ready for the, the finals here. I think it's over. Get a lot of rest if you take care of business tonight. Yes. If you're the Warriors, right? You could be Absolutely. looking at a good what, Ten dice, week yeah. and plus, yeah. yeah. Uh, if that other one goes seven, mm-hmm. and, uh, even if it doesn't, I guess because they already scheduled the finals. But um, what do you think? What happens tonight? Well, do you believe in your Mavericks uh, to, to at least win a game here? I, I honestly, I was, I was more deflated with Jason Kidd's comments after Game Three, where he he, he was like, "We're done. We're done." <laughs> a little bit. I mean, it sounded like that. I, I think, look, if you are the Mavs, though, you may as well just keep firing away tonight. Get up 85 three-pointers. You know, wow. you, you may as well because uh, they haven't really 85. shown... No, well, they haven't really shown that they're going to have try anything else. So uh, I guess if you can get up 85 and you can make 20 of them, then uh, that's not too bad. You, you, you're batting, you, you know, you get... You, <laughs> that's score not, that's not, no, hold on, that's not, not really that good. 20 for 85? Uh, <laughs> if you make it 23s, I mean, you know, but, but again... <laughs> yeah, but none of you are shooting 85. But the thing is with, with, with Kleber and, uh, and uh, Finney Smith and um, Bullock, I mean, yeah. like I said, in, in, I, I was just disappointed in game three that they were like, we're not just going to not shoot them. Well, so if you're not making them and you're not shooting them, you're really not putting any pressure on the Warriors. And it felt to me more like the Warriors are, like like you're saying there, where they're like, hey, let's get home and not even have to worry about another game. Let's get home, rest, because they'll be at home no matter who they face, uh, who comes out of the East. Mm-hmm. So they'll have a, a, a tremendous uh, advantage because that series could go six games and, and then the, one of those teams will have to fly across the country to face the rested uh, and, and ready Warriors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to see how the the Mavs, if they've done anything to figure out the Warriors' zone defense, like how they're going to attack it. Like they didn't have much of a game plan, I thought there in uh, in Game Three. Really, for much of the series, they've uh, struggled. And I know that they're switching a lot of the defense, so they're seeing different looks. It's man, then it's box one, then it's zone, stuff like that. But yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have to do better against the zone defense because the Warriors are gonna try that again, of course, at times tonight. Like why wouldn't Kerr? you know implement that again see if i don't know what the play is because we talked about i don't really know who you throw in the middle of the zone could it be luca get brunson more sort of on the ball and throw him in the middle and see what happens get creative here kid you already tried the uh vendor bender didn't work are they gonna sit down tonight no no they won't do that will theo uh pinson be wearing i think the i think the warriors are scheduled to wear me i don't know maybe black jerseys tonight Will he be wearing black tonight? <laughs> Can Pinson keep his streak going? Can you matching? bet on that? Wow. Oh, they got na- they got blue. Oh, Warriors blue? and blues okay. tonight. Okay. I think the next game is black yep. then. Okay. Um, we'll see. Wow. Nobody's very excited for this one, too. I think, the mask yeah. can, I think the mask can actually... I think we're getting a gentleman sweep. I really do. I hope you're right. Yeah. I and hope. a part of that is maybe the Warriors, <laughs> who notoriously like, oh, they'll be sloppy with the ball and... 
sort of take their foot off the gas a little bit. Like, it's not that far-fetched. We've seen yeah. them do it. So hey, maybe we'll see the first ever team come back from 3-0 down. No, wouldn't, I don't, wouldn't I don't that believe be awesome? it would be great. <laughs> I don't believe that's happening. Neither do I. But, I mean... Any time you were down 3-0, no one would think it was going to happen either, would they? No one would say, hey, good point. you know, we're down 3-0, but I think they're going to turn it around, you know? So it's going to come out of nowhere. Maybe it's this one. But, hey, you can put some coin on that right now. And <laughs> I'm I think sure it's you like could, plus, yeah. I don't know, plus 6,600 or something. Well, like I'm that. up I'm up uh, about 500 bucks this season because I was going to put some on the Bucks. I was going to put some on the Suns, and I didn't. So I'm up. So I've got something to burn now. So uh, good. I'm yeah. not beaten down. Exactly. I didn't. Smart. I didn't put those uh, bets down. So I'm up. Five hundred bucks. Save it for summer league. Okay. Oh yeah, gambling at summer league. <laughs> no, not no, not on summer league games. Oh, in, oh, Vegas. Oh, oh, in Vegas. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Uh, all right. Any other thoughts on tonight's game four? Let's take a final break. When we come back, Lee's got something special. Something. Something unique. Something different. Uh, maybe we're going to have some fun with it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. We'll be back in a second. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. All right, back here in the Classic Factory. I do think we're getting all NBA teams tonight before Game 4 of the Western Conference Finals because the uh, TNT has been rolling out all mm. these awards. And uh, if this is the last game of the season, then they're done. Chuck's on vacation for four months. That's right. So uh, we'll have something to argue mm. about tomorrow. All NBA teams. Maybe Steph gets snubbed. <laughs> Luca and Ja Morant get the first team oh, guards. Oh, and Steph. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Finds out, finds out right before the game. Yeah. Big 50-point game from exactly, Steph Curry tonight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. What do you got, Lily? Yeah, well, I've got something. Because uh, one of the things we love doing is playing, hey, what about this guy? And you know that tweet meme that's going around about how dudes can just sit around and just name guys for hours? Michael Dickerson. Well, that basically got tweeted yesterday. When it was announced, the pool for oh, yeah. the Big Three draft came out from Amy Trask here yesterday. Yeah. Because when I saw the actual list of names oh there, so this good. felt like, hey, what about this? Look at some of the names in there. <laughs> Festus Azili. Yes. Deontay Christmas. 
Demar Johnson. Demar Johnson feels like it's 2004 again. <laughs> That's a throwback. Know? Yeah. yeah. Um, Bobby Cor- Brown and Bobby Brown the third. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Corey Brewer is in. I mean, Corey Brewer. <laughs> I thought he had retired like five times in his career. I know this is kind of different, but look at the big one down the bottom there. The former Denver Nugget, uh, the guy who no one knows how to spell his name, but everyone recognizes his name, Nikolaus. Tushkovichili. Skeeter. Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, oh, I, I, like, uh, I like this guy that I've never heard of. New Williams. Not <laughs> yeah, old Williams. Too. New Williams. Are you a Sean Williams or a Sean Williams more of a see, guy? See, see, now, if I'm like, hey, 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 Mr. Williams, I'm going to name my son New. How do you feel about that? I think he's going to have a problem. Salim Stoudemire in the mix there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ty Lawson on Sunday out of Gaines. It's good to have a yes. Roscoe in there, too. Roscoe Smith. We got him. A lot of people, Lee, were asking if we sent in a, a mixtape of our highlights from Wednesday night because they saw the name down there at the bottom, TKE Doggy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That this guy is shoots oh, TKE Doggy. Wow. <laughs> two of you combined. You guys were in the big three pool. Wow. Wow. That, that, is, that awesome. is crazy. So, uh, Good eye. So, yeah, I mean, uh, a couple of your classics in there, your Jordan Crawford, your Jordan Hills. Julian Wright, former Raptor, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. Illinois boy, yeah. They said he was going to go pro after his junior year of high school. Wow. He didn't. So, you know, what's crazy is you think this is a big three, like, draft of names. This is uh, the Coachella lineup. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. C.J. Carter in there. <laughs> Curtis Jarrells, yeah. Hey, yeah. Booby Gibson, I see. Well, I'm assuming that's Booby Gibson there, the Daniel Gibson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's rebranded for yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, okay. There you go. I just thought, yeah, we were all sitting around just naming names, and the big three said, why not turn that into a league? (laughs) (laughs) I've been around for a while now. No, I know, yeah. You ever watch any big three? Uh, I think at the start. I think at the start, because it's one of those things I think it sounds great. You're seeing these some yeah. former legends play, but it's actually not that great after you watch it for a while. It's <laughs> well, like it's like okay. I mean, good. how long has it been around? Big three five seasons? Probably longer than that. Yeah, I bet you're right. Yeah. I'm like kudos to them for still like yeah. You know, is it, is it still cube? in the news. Cube still the man behind it. Oh, not, not Ice Cube. Not Mark yeah. Cuban. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. Ice Cube. Yeah. <laughs> oh, appa- yeah. He's the founder, and apparently Clyde Drexler is the commissioner now. Oh, wow. <laughs> Nice. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, has anybody gone from big three back to the NBA? Joe Johnson, yeah, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah, he had yeah, a little yeah. cup of coffee with the Celtics this yeah. year. I don't know if anybody else has. Because there's some youngish names Lots in the mix. Names. Like people are pointing out KJ McDaniels was in the league that's yeah. a, pretty that's recently. That's a very young name. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Got to look. Um, it, I think there has been one or two other guys, but I, uh, sure. I can't think of them right now. Let us know on the stream team yeah. if you've mm. gone to a big three game. That's what I want to know. You know, I've seen it on TV, but... What's it like in person? Is it, is it fun? Yep. How many games are you getting? I assume it's more than one game. You must be getting a... Like a day. Yeah, it's like that type of yeah. thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, good for them. I'll tell you what. I would not have been betting the over on how many years the big three would have been surviving when it first launched. I would have been like, okay, this might be a, this might be around for two years tops, and here they are, and they're still in the news. Five years in. Yeah, five years in. There you go. Congrats to uh, Mr. Cube. And now Mr. Drexler, Commissioner Drexler there. All right, good tweet there, Lily. Let's call it there. Wild show. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksatthealthletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at No Dunks Inc. Get yourself that athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. And uh, No Dunks merch available at nodunks.com. The new jerseys, as I'm rocking one here, coming very soon. Fingers crossed in a couple days, so later this week. Uh, and we will let you know when those go live, and they are going to sell out fast. Look how 
damn nice this one is. Yeah, they're very like, nice. That's so nice. nice. Color, yeah. Oh, love it. Uh, great job. Was Michael Dickerson number 22 for the Grizzlies? I don't know. <laughs> I think I he know. was eight. Was he? <laughs> 22 is Bane, though. Mm, Desmond Bain. Yeah, good. Yep. Good call. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you so much. Sending those questions, like I said. We'll be back tomorrow to hopefully talk about a close game tonight. Game four of the Western Conference Finals. And no breaks. Later today, 1 p.m. Eastern, TK and Graydon talking about the Spanish GP. Check out No Breaks on YouTube and its own podcast feed. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Von Wafer's first name is actually Vakitan. If that's how you pronounce it, embrace the day, people.